Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 335 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 24. The women went to the tomb. They knew they didn't have the strength to roll the stone away from the tomb, but that didn't stop them. They prepared the spices and started on their way. When they arrived, they found the stone had already been rolled away. These women show us that God is looking for the willing heart. He will do the heavy lifting when we do what we can. The Lord took care of their obstacle. Then they were visited by two men in glistening white robes. Angels were sent to meet them with the greatest news ever heard. He has risen. The women told the disciples, but they didn't believe them, except Peter, who was curious enough to run to the tomb and see it was empty for himself. Two of his disciples were walking together and talking about all that had happened when Jesus caught up with them. Verse 16 says, their eyes were held so that they did not recognize him. I wonder how often our eyes are held so that we cannot feel God's presence. Most of the time we know the Lord is with us, whether we can see him or not. But sometimes we may not realize he is still with us when we suffer and need him most. May God put more faith and belief in our hearts so we don't miss him. Jesus told the disciples to wait in the upper room until they were clothed with power from on high. May we pray for the kind of power the disciples received, which changed the course of the world. The Holy Spirit is full of this power and supplies it to those who wait on him. Let's see what John's vision is in Revelation 15. We read about God's wrath yesterday in chapter 14, which some call Armageddon. In this chapter, we go back and get some of the details. We read about the ones who are victorious over the beast and will be given golden harps to worship God. These may be the ones who were killed because of their steadfast belief in God and didn't obey the directions of the beast. Pay particular attention to how they praised God and the words they used. We can use their words and praise God as they did. Verse 3 says, And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Mighty and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the omnipotent, righteous, just, and true are your ways, O sovereign of the ages, king of the nations. Yes, the Lord is the only one due our praise. Then seven angels were unleashed, bringing seven plagues. They were given the seven golden bowls full of the wrath and indignation of God. No one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues were ended. Let's see what Daniel is writing in chapter 9. He prays for the people and his nation. He had studied the prophecies of Jeremiah and knew they would be in exile for 70 years. He starts praying for his people approximately three or four years before the end of this 70-year-long exile. He understands their sins for Moses through their current day and confesses them in his prayer. He prays for forgiveness and restoration. He knows they don't deserve it, but asks God to restore his people because of God's name. While he was earnestly praying, the angel Gabriel came to him and told him he was greatly loved. Gabriel also came to share wisdom and understanding. He told Daniel how long it would be until the Messiah would come. According to a commentary I've read, most scholars believe that the 70 weeks in verse 24 means 70 times 70 years, or 490 years. In the last verse of this chapter, there is one last week, which is the period of seven years. This should seem familiar because it's what we are reading about in Revelation. 
There is a break in time from when Jesus died until this seven-year period when the Antichrist will reign, as we read in Revelation. So instead of using 490 years as our marker from Daniel's vision to the death and resurrection of Christ, we use 483 years, and this is calculated to be correct when we go back in history. We know that God is perfect and that his perfection is displayed through every detail in our lives, this world, and everything that happens in this world. I'll put a link in the show notes to the commentary I've read because it is fascinating to read in detail. In chapter 10, Daniel is visited by another heavenly being. He had been mourning for three weeks when this vision occurred. He was in his 80s and some of the exiles had returned to Jerusalem with Ezra. It is possible he was sad because of all the trouble the exiles had in returning and attempting to rebuild the city and temple, but we don't know exactly why he was mourning. Again, we read that God dearly loved him. Daniel wrote quite a bit about weakness as he trembled before this angelic being. Daniel asked for more strength and it was granted him. He shows us that we can also ask for strength, which Almighty God will give us from heaven. The angel told him that a prince of Persia had stood against him for three weeks of his prayer and fasting. This prince was evil in the spiritual realm. The angel Michael had stepped in to wage war against this evil prince. In Ephesians 6.12, Paul writes, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Paul tells us to put on God's complete armor to withstand the evil forces against us. We need to remember what we are struggling with and what we can do to stand against the enemy. Daniel prayed and fasted. Paul tells us to put on the armor of God. May we stay prayed up and armored up as we live here on earth. Michael leaves Daniel, but the other angel stays to give Daniel more truth. We will read about that tomorrow in chapters 11 and 12. Let's see what we can learn from Proverbs 4 today. This chapter is about wisdom, what we achieve through her and how she protects us. Solomon writes that his father David taught him wisdom and told him to keep God's commandments. He said wisdom would keep, defend, and protect him if he walked in it. If he loved wisdom, she would guard him. If he prized wisdom, she would exalt and promote him. If he embraced wisdom, she would bring him honor. Verse 11 says, I have taught you in the way of skillful and godly wisdom, which is comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. I have led you in paths of uprightness. May we love, prize, embrace, and walk in wisdom too. Then we read the warnings about the path of evil. It is insatiable for those who walk in sin, and it is dark. However, the path of righteousness is like the light of dawn that shines more and more brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and glory in the perfect day to be prepared. We look forward to the perfection of heaven. Until then, may we walk in wisdom and pray for endurance to walk in wisdom until our last days here on earth. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for sending your Son to save us from our sins. Thank you for your word that instructs us in the ways of wisdom. Help us cling to you and cling to wisdom that you impart to us. Strengthen us in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.